0: I am Giannis Banks, and here with me are my lovely co-hostesses, Miss Nikki Wooding,
1: Miss Yasmin
0: Smith. Hey, Austin. How y'all ladies doing? Well, good morning sorry no i know you probably knew what i was gonna say yeah, no wait until to, to
2: your fingers accident? off the nope until so fingers you're his fingers. Say so yep you sure right i am because you started it? it i ain't starting good morning to everybody except y'all for already, Cal- already
1: starting
0: <laughs> oh wow <laughs> boom boy quick yeah hopefully y'all doing a good <laughs> yeah. turning down no a no,
2: no no good morning everybody but capital fans oh,
0: oh wow yeah i still ain't make it um yeah yeah that's how you doing we're
2: not going to super no just what no about the Saints Okay, you'll get right, there. I'm not. You know, we're not gonna make it to the Super Bowl this year. Uh-huh. You know, but um, it it, it, was, it was sad last night. I
0: mean, I, I, I it thought it was like gonna
2: that. be, I, yeah. Be like
0: but that. y'all will make a concert because James is on the sideline rapping the lyrics to Ludacris while I don't, y'all I don't wanna
2: be. You know what?
0: I'm so, let you know what? That. I'm Chambers gonna let y'all
2: have that. He had no shame. He had no shame. I mean, obviously you don't either, because no. you know what? He's been injured. He's just getting back. He's getting, you know, and w- we need to put him into the game. You, you better be, let him know. You know what go I'm ahead, saying? Mickey. So he, he got, he got into ride the ride game. We got, we got,
0: we got, ma'am. When he got in the game, he threw like four interceptions.
2: I, okay, because he hasn't warmed up. Because know he hasn't gone in too often. So you know, don't go there. But Seahawks, y'all had one job,
0: and they did it. Ooh. No, they did. They didn't. They did their job. Ah, uh, their job was to lose. I
2: mean, I'm I'm oh. waiting. I, I just can't wait. I can't right. wait till we lose in the playoffs, uh-huh. and then I can I can take that thing off of your car and
0: put it on yours. Come on over to the team. Yo. No, oh, my, uh, my parents would disown me. Yeah, they, they'll. Who that nation? They would love you even more. Okay. Um, <laughs> yo, hopefully y'all had a good <laughs> holiday, good Thanksgiving,
1: and Indigenous People's Day. Yes.
0: Yes. And, yes. and all the stuff you need to eat that you wanted to eat and felt good and got to see family and all that fun, good stuff, what have you. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, yes. Go
2: shout out to my mom because she threw,
0: yeah,
1: it shout, down. Down. Yes. shout out to the cooks, yes, because, uh, uh, that was a blessing, okay. That was a blessing. God is good, God, so good, okay. all the time,
2: all the time, all the time, all the time. <laughs> and he was on time, all <laughs> <On> time, <laughs> on Christmas. Well, I mean, I'm mean, on Thanksgiving. Well, sometimes you know,
1: they be saying it'll be two o'clock and then it'd be little, like, 3 it's 3 okay though, but that's fine, it's okay, because he's right on time
2: because mom came through with the brunch the day before, yeah.
1: okay. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. And
2: then cook Thanksgiving dinner. That's nice. I was like, I, "How I, do I I'm meet her threshold?"
1: Starve. I'm asked to fast. Yeah. Before the, the
2: Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, you yeah. need room. <laughs> you, do, you do. You need room. You need room. And then you know, right before Thanksgiving, which kind of got washed, lost in the wash. What um, the Federal courts. They came out and they. Continued their attack on the Voting Rights Act, which is kind of holding on by life support. Yeah. Um. As as it's been happening, uh, we know what's had happened before, and of course Congress has been trying to do something and not do something at the same time to to bring back. Uh. Was it Section? Oh God! I always get it. Section five of the Voting Rights Act. Mm-hmm. Um. They have been and haven't been trying to bring that back. Well, right before Thanksgiving, a federal court decided that when it comes to section two which is what we have left to fight some of the stuff that's happening when it comes to voting issues and other um discriminatory issues that only the federal government can bring section two claims um saying there's no private right of action which means your civil rights groups or individuals cannot bring claims based off of that where before they have been which is what's been working um i was involved with a few lawsuits when it came to redistricting and voter ID as well under section two claims through work for the NAACP because the federal government wasn't doing it at the time. Right. So now that takes that away, mm-hmm. right? So what I wanted to do, since it hadn't been in too much conversation, one it got lost in the whole holiday time and whatever, whatever, wanted to bring on a person who's been heavily involved in those types of lawsuits for 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 years mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to age him um, but he is a Texas legend I have taken many of a road trip around the state uh, with this man and, and the information the facts the knowledge that he has he can tell you things about towns you ain't never heard of that has like black history to it And I'm like I've never heard of this town until today and he's talking about what the Buffalo Soldiers did and the whole night but right. that's just that background he has been uh, practicing attorneys for quite a while he is <sighs> A UT. Alum-
2: <laughs> Why'd you sigh? Cause we smiled. No. you smiled because we smiled when you said attorney. We no, we no, okay. Uh, we can't be happy. Uh, we can't be happy. No, it's,
0: it. it's the UT thing. He knows. That's why he's uh, laughing. Okay.
1: It's the UT <laughs> Come thing. No UT law.
0: Come on. He knows how I feel about that school. Uh, he is a, a UT alumnus. He was dean over at, at for for Texas uh, Southern Law School. Uh, For a few years, Thurgood Marshall. Thurgood Marshall, where he was trying to shift them to a direction of being a powerhouse uh, law school to produce civil rights attorney. Mm-hmm. Because in that name of Thurgood Marshall, you should yeah, that be, be right. uh, lot.
1: That's a logical step. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: He was on the uh, TSU board for a while before he became, um, of course, the dean at TSU law school. He is the Texas NAACP state president. Yes. He's been on the national board for quite a while. He has been doing civil rights. He practices civil rights attorney. Uh, so civil rights is something he's been doing since it seems like he came out the womb. That's just where he's <laughs> been, and that's been his wheelhouse. So wanted to bring on President Gary Bledsoe to talk about um, Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act and what this means, this, this appellate court ruling, which, of course, I'm sure is going to make it to the Supreme Court, and Lord knows what's going to happen when it gets there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what did this mean, for, especially for the work that he's done? Um, I mean, you can talk about the districts that he's had created, Al Green out of Houston, Congressional District had that created due to work that he's done the voting rights or, or the redistricting lawsuit we did in 2013 we was involved before the doj got involved they came on and got involved and then when trump became president they left mm. so you do this now what does this how does this impact the work that they do and that's going to impact our community so first um i want to just welcome uh, dean president bledsoe into the show how you doing sir
3: uh, pretty good, and oh, I want to thank all you guys for uh, having me this morning, and, and and I need to say a few plaudits about uh, about you so that people understand. You were kind of the right arm of Robert Notch and I, and uh, you went over and we both took a course in learning how to draw uh, districts, and you learned and I didn't. And so, uh, you know, you've been teaching, uh, you've been hired down at... TSU and other places to go and train people on how to draw districts yes. um, and you continue to draw it. you drew it for the the Black caucus this past session. so uh, people need to know that. so if you're on a city council, a school board or whatever that we have a an expert right here that can sure uh, that can draw up districts and and that's something that people need to learn and I've been trying to let black city council persons and uh, black um, school board members uh, know that because they need to be able to, to draw their own districts yeah. to make sure they're protected. But um, but but you're you're so right in terms of the uh, potential impact that this uh, uh, Arkansas case has. You know the NAACP in Arkansas was involved in that case. They were the the lead plaintiff in that case. And uh, let me give you a little. Uh, background we'll understand. Mm -hmm. What Giannis mentioned earlier is there were two uh, primary uh, operable provisions in the Voting Rights Act, Section 2 and Section 5. Section 5 was the one that was put there by LBJ because he understood that it takes a lot of money to go and file a lawsuit and litigate a lawsuit mm-hmm. and then prevail and then uphold it going through the appellate court system. Right. Um, and so what he did is in the areas that had a history of discriminating against black folk like Texas, uh, what, what what they did is they required that if you had any kind of voting change at all that you were going to make at the governmental level, that you had to get pre-clearance from the Department of Justice. And so they could preliminarily make a determination uh, whether or not you had complied. And Texas uh, was the one that had the most cases to go to DOJ, Mm. had the most uh, plans and proposed changes to be um, invalidated by DOJ. And so it was really a viable tool because it takes so much money. (laughs) You see, what people need to understand is – Redistricting is a very complicated area of law and litigation. I'm by no means an expert. Like you know, I'm I'm one of the ones who's a regular lawyer that's learned, and I and I keep learning through the process. But there's a handful of folks that are like Legal Defense Fund, the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law, the Southern Coalition for Social Justice, that they do it. But if you're talking about you know a hundred lawyers nationwide, that that's what they do. There's only so many cases that a hundred lawyers right. nationwide mm-hmm. can handle because of all the jurisdictions. You know, for in, for example, in Texas we have eleven hundred school districts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you start looking at the numbers of school districts, cities, and counties, uh, you can understand how that multiplies. And so, Section Five would allow us to say, look, this plan that the legislature passed is discriminatory. We did that, for example, what Giannis will remember, uh, because he was involved in this, when they adopted the voter ID law in 2011, uh, we stopped it by going to federal court in D.C. However, when the Supreme Court invalidated Shelby County in 2013, Um, the uh, uh, state of Texas uh, immediately uh, implemented the very next day uh, the discriminatory uh, voting rights law even though DOJ had said it was discriminatory Mm. but Greg Abbott said uh, within an hour I think (coughs) of the opinion being issued Mm. that we were going to implement it and they did implement it the very next day so what happened is we had to go to corpus and file under section 2 the one we're going to discuss today and um, so we litigated that case from 2013 to 2018, and we ended up winning. Uh-huh. Uh, but so that's why we that voter ID law is not applicable in Texas today because of the litigation that the Texas NAACP, Texas LULAC, and others joined together um, and filed a lawsuit and prevailed in corpus. Um, but the um, so, but but let me <clears throat> let me back up with section five to tell you what what's important. So that one allowed you to go administratively and go to DOJ and get them to stop a new law.
2: section two. Is that, section, 2? Is that section,
3: section, 5? section five? Section five. Section five. Section I'm section sorry. 5. It, okay.
0: So what happened it happened?
3: Gotcha. So what happened in Shelby County was they uh, invalidated section four. They didn't invalidate section five. Uh section 4 was the formula uh uh indicating which states uh the section 5 would apply to and they came up with this uh new doctrine about uh equal sovereignty and it, it was a really a, a, a hokey decision mm-hmm. they said based on this this equal sovereignty requirement this discriminates against the Uh, the jurisdictions that are included because other jurisdictions uh, don't have to uh, go through this uh, pre-clearance requirement. Now, what we have to understand, and this shows the the standing issue, Shelby County uh, was notorious for discriminating against black folks, Shelby County, Alabama. Mm -hmm. So you got somebody uh, who is engaged in active discrimination right then and there in front of the court, Mm -hmm. but somehow they're able to raise the issue that people are being discriminated against, though they have been caught and found to have clearly discriminated against against black folk. Man. So, but they were allowed to litigate the issue and the Supreme Court had just been looking for an opportunity to do it because the whole idea was with the, with the, the growing number of black and brown voters, people could see uh, the issues. You see, that's why Texas is ground zero. Texas, at that time, what Giannis will tell you, it was 49.4% of the adult population was African American and Latino combined. So, think about that, okay? Wow. It was 45.3% or so Anglo at the time. Mm-hmm. Since that time in the, in the latest census, okay, uh, black, brown, and Asian uh, uh, between 59 and 60%, mm. okay? So, the numbers of white voters are, are dwindling. And so, what you have to do. In order to maintain power, is to make it difficult for people to vote. Where you come up with these new laws that 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 start at every process because you know the truth that black and brown voters are looking for. So you just make it hard for them to vote, and then you 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 make the district so that um, so that uh, white voters will dominate in in uh, a large number of districts, and so that's what they. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. You you pack, uh, you pack black voters and brown voters into a small number of districts. You crack them out and put them to a few other districts where they can have no voice and can't affect the outcome of the election. Mm-hmm. So even though you're 40 percent of the population, you can dominate 60, 70 percent of the districts. So mm-hmm. that's that's what so that's what we have here. When you have 40 percent of the population. That, that is dominating the state legislative elections, that is dominating the state Senate elections, even though it's 40% but white voters dominate that number of districts because of, of, of how that's been done. Uh, but uh, because um, we have um, people around, that's one of the things I've done that, uh, that we try to do is to reach out to the organizations that uh, do this type of litigation to bring them in to work with Texas lawyers because I think it's a it's important to have local lawyers involved um, <clears throat> to fight these battles and file these lawsuits. But then there are only so many of those. So uh, so uh, again, uh, so Section Two in the in the Shelby County opinion that invalidated Section Four, which meant that Section Five was no longer operable. In that opinion. Uh, the chief justice wrote that opinion, and the chief justice says, "But the litigants still have Section Two to litigate these cases." So he offered Section Two as a as a prescription uh, or the, the 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 remedy for the invalidation of Section Four and Section Five there uh, as a result of yeah. Section Four,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and and. And now, what they're trying to do is take Section 2 away. So, uh, uh, and, and say that only DOJ can bring Section 2 cases. That's what this case holds in the Eighth Circuit, that only DOJ can do it. That we can't do it anymore as the NAACP, or as the Legal Defense mm. Fund, as a Lawyers Committee to Civil Rights under Law. You can't go and address. So, if you have innumerable states, you have innumerable Uh, local jurisdictions around the country, Uh, even a DOJ that's sympathetic to the Voting Rights Act is gonna have to pick and choose. What Giannis will tell you (coughs) is that, for example, in the the previous go-round in 2011, when we sued the state over discrimination against black and brown voters in terms of the state uh, 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 house and, Uh, the State um, um, uh, Senate and the Congress, in particular, Congressional delegation. Uh, The the Department of Justice did not get involved, so we had to do that on our own. Uh, We won the first go-around, got overturned by the Supreme Court, had to go back and retry it in 2014, and at that point, DOJ got involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so DOJ didn't, so we wouldn't have been able to file that lawsuit in 2011 that we were held to be prevailing parties uh, under, and that stopped that C-185, the terrible discriminatory map, and H-283, the terrible house discriminatory map, from going into effect. So we were successful, uh, but we joined together that all the different plaintiffs' parties, you know, the the ones that are kind of aligned with uh, people on the left. but. And one always, the two I always like to call out are the NAACP and LULAC, because we worked very closely together, at least back then. And so um, uh, we were able to do that because uh, we could have a private right of action. This says here now that you've got to go up to DOJ. So let me hit you with this scenario. Under President Donald Trump, do we think he would ever enforce the Voting Rights Act? No. No. I don't think so. And even under uh, President Biden, because of uh, resources and limited numbers of lawyers, you're going to have to pick and choose. Mm -hmm. And like I said, Texas is such a big state, but we couldn't even persuade them to get involved in 2011. Right. So we had to wait a couple more years. So. Uh, you know the enormous enormous obligations that this will then place additional obligations on DOJ. So this would be like rewriting the act. And so Clarence Thomas has been pushing this for a while to say only DOJ can come in and do this. Um, And uh, But that's why we have to... uh, We think it's a frivolous argument, but it's not frivolous because they won at the circuit court level. Okay, so you had a, they had a three-judge panel, right. and two judges d- decided that there was no private right of action, uh, saying it's not ex- expressly stated, it's just implied in the statute. And when Congress intends for you to have private rights of action, they expressly state it, mm-hmm. and they didn't do it here. And so that's kind of the rationale that they're trying to, to use in the opinion.
0: And then how does that impact, as you mentioned, the DOJ joint late, it was Obama's DOJ. Trump came into office. Mm-hmm. And remember, the DOJ pulled out. They said... Oh, that's an excellent point. So if the case is happening under one administration, you get a new administration. It doesn't mean... Oh, uh, that's yeah. true. They yeah. pull out. Now yeah. what happens? Because you have somebody saying, hey, this is wrong. Now they changed their mind. You can't come in or, or even be a part of the case saying, no, this is still wrong. Right. Right. You lose that fight and that whole argument. Oh, you know? that's,
3: that's, that's an excellent point. Um, the, uh, because that is what happened uh, because once uh, Trump won and uh, we retried the case I guess in 2018 2017? 2018 I guess I know the, the, the US Supreme Court decided that part of the case in 2018 so we retried it sometime in 17 or 18 I don't remember exactly when it, it was
0: still going because I remember part of the concern that y'all had was that y'all had worked strategies out with the DOJ And once his DOJ came aboard, there was concern about them talking about, you know, strategy that y'all had in that case, and they were... Oh, right, right, right. That
3: was a big big fight, because we worried that all the uh, internal discussions and communications we had had with DOJ lawyers that were on our side would now be available to the other side.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. And um, uh, we got assurances. I think we even raised the issues with the court. Um, so I don't know that it ever manifested itself as a problem uh, other than uh, us having uh, raised it. But I think what did happen is what Giannis says is, this: DOJ said, we're just not going to litigate it. We're going to flip sides. We think that the state's correct in this case. Mm. And so that's, that's the problem that you have. And so it takes so long to litigate these cases. You know, we filed a case in 2021. Uh, to challenge the new uh, maps, uh, the House, the Senate, and the congressional maps uh, from Texas, and we still haven't gone to trial. We had a, an injunction hearing on the group around the Fort Worth uh, Senate District 10 in uh, the attempt to prevent the election from going forward relating to that one. And uh, that's the only uh, uh, court hearing with evidence that we've had in this case. And we're looking at potentially March of next year. Mm-hmm. But as of this uh, moment, we don't have a setting. So uh, it's, it's two years now, and we still haven't gone to trial. So you can see the problem. Yeah. And so let's say we go to trial in March and they come up with an opinion in May mm-hmm. um, and right. then there's automatic appeal to the Supreme Court because it's a three-judge panel right. um, so um, that becomes a real uh, dynamic situation then uh, because uh, the Trump administration could be in office when the case goes right. before the court and the Trump administration could, could confess judgment and decide to uh, say no, we change our minds, and and they're wrong, and they could just uh, basically cave in and, and reverse what the three judge panel might do. Because, you know, we've had some success with the panel. It's a very conservative panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, like, you know, one of the big issues right now is whether or not you can join black and brown voters together. And that's one thing Giannis will tell you about. That was a huge issue last time but the NWSP joined with the NAACP joining with LULAC. Cause there, were other, there was one other Latino organization that took a different position, and they joined with the state to say that blacks and browns are not uh, are not aligned with each other, and you can't join them together under the Voting Rights Act. But the law in the in the Fifth Circuit had always been through great litigation from Rolando Rios and Jose Garza. That's the that's the law in this circuit, and so this court went along with that, and so. Uh, the state had sought to get a lot of our claims dismissed uh, saying that you can't join black and brown voters together. Well, there was a case out of Galveston where uh, three NAACP units and LULAC joined together to sue over uh, the elimination of an African-American Latino Coalition uh, Opportunity District in Galveston County. And a very conservative judge, who's one of the judges on our panel, uh, in the case against the state uh, decided that we were right and ruled in our favor. Mm-hmm. And in that case, uh, he decided that you joined the black and brown voters together to create a district. And it had been working for many, many years and you destroyed it uh, and came up with the district where black and brown voters cannot no longer elect a candidate of their choice. Mm-hmm. So um, that issue went to the Fifth Circuit and uh, the lawyers representing the NAACP in that case prevailed uh, at the panel level, uh, but two judges on the panel uh, uh, decided in our favor but said they only had to because of precedent but they disagreed agreed with the precedent and so uh, on their, at their request the matter went to the full court and the Fifth Circuit will now be deciding this huge issue on uh, bond. They've set hearings <laughs> for May to determine whether or not for purpose of the Voting Rights Act you can join black and brown voters together and the reason why this is so important uh, Giannis will tell you because he's the one that draws up the districts is under the law under the Jingles requirements you've got to look at citizen voting age population okay Mm -hmm. so you've got to look at citizen voting age population we're not just looking at total population Mm -hmm. so uh, with because of the way when Latinos uh, move in, come to the country, become citizens, many times they live in areas that uh, are African American areas. So those areas uh, don't have a 50.1 uh, percent Latino citizens, mm-hmm. and they lo- and they won't have 50 percent African American citizens. But together, they may be 70 or 80 percent. And so you can create even additional. We can create at least three more minority. Uh, congressional districts right now if you use that formula if the state had done that but the state chose not to do it and so if you change that to where you can no longer join blacks and browns together uh, you 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 eliminate the possibility of creating those new districts and and you raise issues about existing districts let's take Travis County for example Mm -hmm. let's look at let's look at Commissioner's Court uh, precinct One. oh let's look at uh, the the Sheryl the Cole's uh, uh, House District, mm-hmm. uh, or let's look at uh, District 1 and the City Council. All those districts are far, far, far lower than 50% African American. Okay, And so it's important to understand they were created as voting rights districts, they should be preserved as voting rights districts. Uh, you can cobble together a 50% number for each one of those districts of black and brown combined, but if you require it to be a one race uh, a number, then uh, that raises uh, issues because and so and so uh, the Voting Rights Act, the history of the Voting Rights Act, and all that, and at least two circuits have ruled you can join black and brown and even Asian. Uh, what Giannis will recall. Is that we even attempted to join Asians for districts in Fort Bend County last time? <laughs> because the good thing about uh, about President Trump is he was so biased against uh, the Asian community that they went from being in 2011, 2013, 2014. Uh, they they were uh, primarily uh, Republican. Um, and they tilted Republican, maybe sixty forty. It wasn't it wasn't seventy thirty or anything. It was like sixty forty, um, but but after Trump came down on that elevator and did all the things that Trump did, in twenty sixteen Asians went solidly for uh, 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 for candidates, the same ones that black and brown folks did. And they've done it in 2018, 2020, mm. 2022. Mm. So uh, the court said last time and they decided against us, uh, two to one, they said, this is really close. Y'all need to bring this again. We just haven't seen that, uh, that, uh, that Asian voters have been voting long enough with black and brown voters but it, but you can make this case if this trend continues well the trend has continued mm-hmm. okay and and so we know we ought to be able to do that this time around mm-hmm. uh, but this will this case would take that away and it will have huge implications for asian voters because asian voters need the black and brown voters so they can create a number of the asian districts it's going to be hard to create 50 more percent Asian district.
2: You are listening to the grapevine. Now, if you don't know, class is definitely in session right now. We have the Honorable or the Attorney President I, I mean, Dean, former, I mean, I, All let the me things. tell you, the, the hardest thing I did huh. was create this flyer because I didn't know which title to use. I was like, he's done so much. Um, but we do have Mr. Gary Bledsoe here. He's um, discussing about this Voting Rights Act. Um, how, you know, we do have some litigation that's going on. You know, there's a f- good fight that's going on. And that he's a part of. That he has definitely given us some insight about. I know, um, y- you know, if you've been listening, it's been class has definitely been in session. So get I hope your, you have pens, pens and paper. paper. Great right. Google Doc open. Uh, pay attention because... <laughs> You know, ironically, the, some of these cases we followed through law school. Right. I know you follow these cases at work and right, right. and everything else. So it is cool to just have someone here in the building. That's been boots right. on ground. Correct. Grass. Correct. Yeah, I'm tra- yeah. I've Correct. been trying to
0: get him to write a book for years. Really? Like, bro, know. Know. Uh, <laughs> only if you co-write it with me. Only if you co okay. oh. See, see,
3: I,
2: I mean, I'm I'm glad you're here to toot that horn right I, there. I, I try to toot Ho- Giannis's horn right, a lot, right. and he tries to he'll, he'll push me down, Lenoke You know, that young
0: man is brilliant. Right. You're right. I, I will of Alberta in because okay. for us to sound good, we're going to need probably Alberta, to. Well, she's an incredible <laughs> writer, right? Her, off, I just her, her sit
3: writing in the room. sings off the page.
2: Right. Okay. So. I don't want to sit in the room, too. I, yeah, I, I just want to be a room. spectator. Yep. Uh, you
0: know. Class is deafening essential. I also want to make sure we cover about how the people can help you with the work yes. that you're doing. What, I make what sure can we do? We include that. But uh, as the, the, the information you was telling uh, or talking about, and I forgot some of the questions, but that's fine. Well, I
3: think your question on the table was about the current cases. Yes, sir. And so I, I think that, that that is an enormous, uh, uh, enormously important question because I think at least right now we have DOJ that's involved with us in the El Paso three-judge litigation against the state of Texas. Okay. So that's important. Uh, but I think once you freeze up the right, you know, I think it's still uh, uh, um, the case that we can – uh... litigate uh, against these entities uh... trying to prove intentional discrimination under the constitution and so we still might be able to sue but it's a much more difficult standard uh... but uh... if i'm recalling correctly in this case in the el paso case i think the uh... the states only raise section two claims which means claims about there should be more districts but they are not saying that the legislature engaged in um, uh, discrimination, uh, intentional discrimination in terms of uh, how they came up with the districts. We're alleging that. We think we have uh, uh, just uh, uh, just a plethora of evidence right. uh, to, that shows intentional discrimination by the uh, state. I think the Black Caucus did a tremendous job of documentation and putting things on the – on the record and people acknowledging uh, the discrepancies and and how these districts could uh, be differently and you know the state didn't even consider uh, uh, joining black and brown together as if the law did not exist. Uh, So I think all those are really significant points to point to a court about intentional discrimination. But through politics or whatever, DOJ doesn't like to raise those issues, right? Right, right. So they said, we're going to raise Section 2, just saying you can create some more, but we don't want to accuse the state of Texas of intentional discrimination. Sure. And so that's a problem. Now, and and there's one other wrinkle, too, that, Giannis, you'll remember. If you prove the state guilty of intentional discrimination, prove any jurisdiction guilty of intentional discrimination, there's 3C provision in the Voting Rights Act, and even though we no longer have Section 5 requiring preclearance, uh, you can go under 3C and ask the court as a result of the finding of intentional discrimination to require that whatever entity that's found guilty of discrimination, uh, intentional discrimination under the Constitution, that they can uh, uh, then be required to go through a preclearance uh, procedure. And so that's a huge deal mm-hmm. uh, where you bring in folks and say, you know, you're so bad that, that you have to uh, go through preclearance. See, people need to understand Texas. People talk about Mississippi and Alabama and all that. But when, when the act that, uh, was up, uh, the Sensenbrenner brenner lewis uh, Act uh, initially was up before the John Lewis uh, Restoration Act. It was the Sensenbrenner brenner lewis Act. Um, uh, what we looked at all the states and they came up with the criteria Sensenbrenner and, and Congressman Lewis uh, they came up with the formula and the worst state in the country was Texas. I mean uh, we just uh, every uh, since the adoption of the Voting Rights Act mm-hmm. Texas has been found guilty of discriminating against African Americans and or Latinos and uh, after every decade, mm-hmm. okay, so, so uh, uh, white be registered in the 70s, you know, the, 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 uh, and so when the Democrats were in power in the 1980s and 90s, they were found uh, guilty. Mm-hmm. The Republicans took over in 2000 and 2010, they were found guilty. So it's, it's really what, like Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson says, it's not really the party that makes the difference. Right. It's the whiteness that makes the difference, because the Democratic Party discriminated uh, in the late uh, uh, 20th century, mm-hmm. and the early 21st century, it's the Republican Party. Because you fought the Democrats for Al Green's district out, in, out, of, out of Houston. Oh, that's a great point. They in 2003, win. round of redistricting and the delay plan, mm-hmm. uh, we, uh, we, we fought for Congressional District 9. The Democratic Party wanted to have a district that would not elect an African American. Um, I think we had had an African American, uh, I think Carole Robinson had actually run for that district and lost, and it wasn't close. And we were able to draw up a district that um, where an African American could win. And so, uh, uh, strangely enough, we opposed the Democratic Party on that. Our, Our maps were pretty much very similar other than that, but on that issue there, we and so that's why we understand that uh, most of us, no doubt, are Democrats and, and and vote for Democratic candidates. But there are times when there may be a difference.
0: So uh, and let me, uh, and then I definitely want you to make sure you get your question in as well, but I wanted to ask a clarifying question of how you say DOJ is involved in the, the case in El Paso, um, where it is a Section 2 claim, but what if a state or an entity, because you are involved in that case as well, do you think they will say, well, because of this ruling, you shouldn't be here now anymore, and Ooh. they should ha- ask to have you removed, or not, but NAA, yeah. LULAC, other entities, where they say, well, you're not even supposed to be here now. You should be removed completely from this case. Do you That's see that question. happening, that could happen here or in other places across the country?
3: Well, uh, I, I think so. I think that we would have an argument that we have an intentional discrimination claim and so we ought to be able to stay in on the basis of the intentional discrimination claim. That's the 3C. Uh, uh, no, that would the one that would lead to 3C if we went on it. Okay. In other words, 3C comes after the finding. Okay. Okay. Got it. And we and we we won last time uh, on intentional discrimination and we filed a motion to have the state required to be put under preclearance but I know judges know that's so easy for conservative appellate courts to reverse them so we lost that we did we we tried that it was after we won in 2018 or whatever we said okay uh, uh, um, we're gonna go for it and so we went for it uh, because we were determined to be prevailing parties by the court on an intentional discrimination claim, but uh, the court didn't want to require a preclaim. It's
0: discretionary with the court. Mm. I understand. I don't know. Yes, did you have a question for him?
1: Well, for me, I'm. Uh, the First of all, thank you for all the information um, and all the work mm. you've done. Thank um, you, thank you. I want to know what us young cats do, right? Like, what are from the most recent attack that we've seen? Us as young attorneys, as well as us as young advocates and, you know, just our average day voters. How do we mobilize? How do we address? How do we best engage that helps your efforts and helps the greater movement?
3: Um, that's a great question that you guys have. And uh, as someone I've thought about, I've even lectured on that a bit, believe it or not. Uh, because I think it's important for us. To, and, and I may not be the only one that feels this way, but a lot of folks may feel differently. I think sometimes, because voting rights is so complicated, I think, the, it's, to me, I just sometimes am mesmerized by the folks who practice this mm. all the time because they can pull any case out of the <laughs> hopper, and, and that gives an advantage to our side. So, uh, you know, a lot of us who are litigators, you know, we do pretty good in the courtroom and putting on some of the evidence and all that. But on the on the legal part, it's always good to have uh, one of those folks that this is what they do. It's not essential, but that's important. And so, uh, what I came up with, and I and I did lectures in the state bar back in 2011 and 12, and I've uh, done some things for some organizations like we well, have talked about this with the deltas or other groups. Um, now uh, I, I, we we need to look at it and see how can we be most effective. And so what we need to do is, number one, train up local lawyers, okay? And you just can't go and file a voting rights case tomorrow. You know, like when in the 2001 round, I'd never done a voting rights case except on the other side. So uh, we were involved, but we did more observing than anything. Mm -hmm. so in 2003, we were more actively involved and understood, and that's when we won uh, Al Green seat in 2003 in that round. Um, but but I so, but I but I think that we need to get you know uh, some of the uh, nationwide organizations to come in and help train up a group. But then we need to come up with the mechanism of how we join local lawyers with the expertise and some of the uh, other entities. So. Uh, maybe they can't be uh, as actively involved as they are in some of the cases, but they can be involved in the cases, provide guidance, expertise, maybe help with the brief writing or uh, the strategy and things like that, uh, and where we can be more effective. So you can look at so many school boards, and you know, for uh, uh, and I have a friend, and uh, <clears throat> he is uh, one of the two lawyers who's still alive. That litigated White B Register that led to us having a black caucus. Mm. George Corbel,
0: mm, out of San Antonio. Yep. Hey. Uh-huh.
3: And George uh, <laughs> came up with a list and sent it to me, where he's looked at about twenty-five or thirty counties now that could have a black or brown commissioner <clears throat> that don't have one. Mm. Oh wow. You see what I'm saying? So so we need to have the person power. Right. To be able to file those cases but we need to have the expertise Mm -hmm. because you don't want people filing cases because you can take the bad thing is if you don't have that kind of um that that intellectual uh, backup with these guys that litigate these cases all the time you can uh, try to do a good thing and end up doing a bad thing because the law can end up being uh, really problematic or bad you know for example so we have to be wary of that but I think what we need to do is have the have the uh, the local bars the african-american bar groups uh, etc to embrace this thought and this idea Mm -hmm. let's train up uh, a group let's work on um, uh, engaging with the the firms and there may be six to seven eight uh, firms that that's all they do is um, Uh, civil rights litigation primarily voting rights and they're all outstanding there's not one of them that's not really really good you might argue about which one's the best but they're all really really good and um, that's the the way we need to work these cases in the future but let me add one other part to it (coughs) what we need to understand is these cases are cases that we need the community to be involved. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things the values at the NAACP that Giannis will tell you about, things that we did because we were able to identify people who were election workers who were in line at Acres Homes when you had these right-wingers trying to prevent uh, uh, our election workers from the NAACP from giving folks water. That actually happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And we had uh, had people uh, 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 that were monitoring uh, elections who saw election judges allow white voters to vote with the uh, problems and the black person right behind them with the same problem wasn't allowed to vote. Mm-hmm. Things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you get all that kind of data or, you know, when, 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 when you go to, to DPS and this to tell you about your opportunity to, to, uh, to, to, to register to vote, and they don't do it. We did, a, we did a sting operation with the League of Women Voters on that and went in and were able to determine that. So you do things like that, and that's the evidence that you put on in court or that's the evidence that you take to DOJ. So it's got to have a community component. That's when I see groups like like the Deltas were incredible during the legislative session, right? They're the latest in red. Were there all the time. I mean, most of the, the Divine Nine did a great job. Yeah, you but manage. I just saw the Divine Nine every
0: yeah, let me, day. Let me help you. You can get somebody mad at you. Uh, <laughs> How well, I'm just saying. I mean, they were facts. there every day.
3: I, I was there. I facts. mean, you know, I'm
0: trying. To no keep shade no tea. I'm just trying to keep them safe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Before we go, sir, how can people reach out to you or the NAACP if they want to help out or even work? Some lawyers may want to work with you on uh, what you just threw out there about having lawyers trained up. What's the best way that they can get a hold of you or or the uh, state NAA?
3: Well, uh, what I'd say is the best way is is the is the email Alonzo Kerr, so we have uh, documentation, documentation, lknaacp at gmail dot com. But they can, uh, you know, also reach out to me at the law office. But you know, uh, when the, you know, lawyers know how busy they get and all those things. So it's always good to send that. Email, uh, you know, any reach out to me should be a follow-up, right, (laughs) or should be supplementary. That the primary thing should be, say, look, I'm with this 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 bar association or this bar group. We'd like to get this done. Um, Because the idea is is to uh, get the situation set up where we can create it and give everybody the boilerplate on this is what's actually. Um, actually required that's one thing we did for the black caucus this last session uh, with chair ronald reynolds and others they wanted to have that and 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 chair nicole collier Mm -hmm. uh you know they were really big on that and so we were trying to get the information to the caucus and it really kind of worked i think the caucus was great on the floor and with things that they were able to do and how they were able to document so you can see all through our briefing in the current case where we say, well, this caucus member said that, this caucus member said that. Mm -hmm. And, like, some of them, like on the Senate side, you know, you don't – I I hate to single anyone out, but Royce West is just unbelievable. I mean, he he puts folks on the sand and (laughs) he elicits information from people uh, that almost admissions, like even the DEI battle. You know, he had the guy, the senator proposing the DEI law, and he asked him straight up, what is DEI, DEI? And the guy said, well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and he said, and he's the, guy, the guy said, Well, what, what, what's the purpose of this bill? We said, I need to get someone on DEI to come over here and explain it to us. And I've been trying to do that, Senator. That's what he told Royce. <laughs> so we had a
0: bill that was having a hearing. Right. And, and the sponsor of
3: the bill said, I don't even and know what it's does. about. <laughs>
0: Chestnut that checkers. Uh so the L email is L And that's K E R R uh N-A-C-P at Gmail dot com. It's the best way to get a hold of them and um, you know, help out with this cause. I think Nikki, was there something else you wanted to bring up or am I just
2: uh, I mean, uh, it, it, of course we have a lot to, we, we could talk about, but I mean, this was most important, right? you know, today. So, I mean, I, I think a lot of the stuff, I mean, um, we can hold till next week. Okay. So, can yeah. we, can we do that? We can, yeah. look, that was right. That was class. Yes. That was like class. class. I'm Eight. like, look, we gonna give you all seven, this stuff is, sub- you we know, we
1: give you seven minutes of your time back, you know, but I'm going to need you to reflect. Okay. Let it marinate. Decompress. Decompress. You know what I'm saying? Um, think about get, it. And then get ready to, to figure out. Out how you participate yes. in this larger building. Well,
2: one thing I'm like, you know, I guess they I I gotta put the fire under me to become a Texas lawyer yeah
1: come on I've been i, get, I know
2: i'll do it I'll and do i don't it. i time.
1: i am but i stay away from that side over there because it's scared of. <laughs> i look at here i'm like let me just do my little contracts honey <laughs> <laughs> you talking about articles hey uh, you know you
2: talking about
1: articles now that's that's that's
2: them see. we us. need both
3: you guys he that's all let i them can say us. so yes. uh, i hate to nudge you but i,
0: I, I will, will i will nudge you okay both of them i received the nudge
2: I think, look, and I can hear my parents right now nudging me Push both through the of them. airways. I, can, I hear you guys. I'm mm-hmm. doing it. I'm doing it. I'm getting it done.
3: Well, you know, guys, even this new uh, land use plan for the city, right, that could have enormous yeah, that, implications the, for the voting rights in yeah. terms of uh, District 1, um, how you, feel, you know. I
1: would love to hear more thoughts about how you feel about, are you talking about homes?
3: I'm, I'm talking about homes, yeah. Okay. And that's one thing
1: Yannis okay.
0: and I it's have, called have helping, been.
1: What is it? Helping <clears throat> um what is it housing opportunity for the middle what is, what is home
0: stand for? i forget, but i'm gonna have to stop you because we gotta go okay i mean y'all c- google it because because we it. get we, we can get into that but we we can't do it in five minutes three right. minutes You're two right. minutes okay. yeah but Look, we, thank you guys for having me but but i appreciate
2: of course, it we would love for you to come and, back and I'm, we, I'm gonna
3: hold you guys to it so okay. maybe yes, sir. even to help coordinate yeah. some of these uh uh, the seminar is where we can get folks trained up and maybe look at some of those counties that George suggested. There, I'm down. Okay,
1: um, I'm, I'm gonna need some. I'm gonna need some more homework time. Yeah, don't just don't <laughs> <need some laughs> walk Make sure again.
0: we're in the
3: right areas. That we got to get the right
0: federal judge. So. Right. Don't, don't yeah. just walk out yet. Yeah. Um, definitely want you to be able to come back and and hold them to the fire uh, of doing that.
1: that uh, Right. And, all and, of us. And have Yannis
3: oh. do a training on drawing districts. There
1: you go. Come Yannis. We, yes. 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 we all working. We well, all working. <laughs> he he knows. Oh, now you stuttering? No, no, no. I, no I'm no. stuttering
0: because I'm like, look. Ever since I left the job, he still has me helping no, not, out. That so that he knows. He knows. Right. he knows I'm 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 here. I'm Well, well he's
3: a uh, chair of our young adult committee, so he needs to be getting young adults involved. Oh. So I'm. Yeah. Am I not I'm, young, I'm young I'm enough? Gonna challenge him now.
0: Wow. Yeah. No, you,
2: am you, I you. not young enough, Giannis I'm <laughs> too old now.
0: Um shout out to Under I need to slip out of this room very quickly. <laughs> Shout out to three thousand. His album outsold major rap albums when of it all dropped. stories. So it was beautiful. It was lovely. Y'all stay blessed. <laughs> we are out of here.